On the Hunter's Advantage podcast, we talk to companies like Drury Outdoors, Vortex Optics, Sitka Gear, the National Wild Turkey Federation, and many more, all to help you. Whether you're a compound bow hunter, a traditional bow hunter, rifle hunter, or however you choose to chase your game, this podcast is the one for you. Whether you want to learn how to spot and stock elk in Colorado, how to conserve public lands, or how to start a business in the outdoor industry, we got you covered. I'm Christian Babcock. I'm going to be your host of this podcast, and my goal is to help you become the best overall hunter you can be by bringing you high-quality tips, strategy, and gear review information from brands and guests that you can trust. Thanks for tuning in on your drive to work while you're at the gym, drinking your morning coffee, or whatever you choose to do while consuming the Hunter's Advantage podcast. We appreciate your time. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Leave us a review of what you thought of the podcast because we're going to be giving away a premium OnX membership that has access to all 50 states. I am joined by TJ Goodpasture of the National Wild Turkey Federation, um, the Oklahoma chapter. Um, maybe you could start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your role at NWTF. Yeah, so I'm the regional director for Western Oklahoma uh, for the National Wild Turkey Federation. I've been uh, the national or the regional director here since uh, November 2016, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, we I'm born and raised in Enid, Oklahoma, so this is this is home for me, anyways, where I grew up, and so it's it's really cool to get to come home and and do this, you know, all across the areas that I've I've grown up hunting and fishing. So, so what what made you want to pursue a career? Um, at NWTF? Well, you know, it, it's not something that you grow up thinking that you're going to do for your livelihood. Uh, I was a police officer in Texas for about 10 years. I, my, my, both my parents uh, were police officers. So, you know, I've always had that, that public service kind of spirit. And, uh, you know, so this is uh, something that I was approached with after, the, uh, after becoming a committee member for several years and helping with our local banquets and you know, it just was a kind of a perfect fit because it's still a you know a public service that that you get to perform and you're getting to work for the greater good of, of wildlife and conservation and you know so so it's a perfect fit for me and and I just I mean it's something that I, I really feel like I was called to do and so here I am no that's great that, that's really funny I mean, my dad's running for the chief of police right now so oh, I actually nice. get a I get a lot of people on here that that are uh, involved in the outdoors and a lot of them are law enforcement so yeah that's a that's a common theme. Um, so you know what got you started in turkey hunting? Uh, what do you, what do you like about turkey hunting? You know the I, I turkey hunted a lot growing up. Uh, just just because they were there in Western Oklahoma, we're we're pretty blessed with having a really great populations of of turkey. And so you know if if you hunt and you love hunting as much as I do, and, and what a lot of people do, I mean it's a whole month that you get to hunt. Uh, you know in, in springtime and not have to be sitting around doing nothing or whatever you know it kind of kind of con- conflicts with your fishing sometimes but you know it just it's another way to get out and enjoy the outdoors and you know i hunt everything um i don't claim to be the, the greatest turkey hunter out there i i obviously going to work for nwtf you do a little more turkey hunting than than what maybe you normally would have done but uh but yeah i mean i just it's just something i've always loved I, i've done it since i was a kid and uh, you know, it's just there's nothing really more exciting than, than having a gobbler strutting and drumming and spitting right there, you know, five feet in front of you or whatever. And it's kind of the poor man's elk hunt, you know, you get you get right. the call in, you get the noise and the adrenaline. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it's really different uh, than most types of hunting is being able to uh, hunting, hunt something that's vocal and being from Oklahoma, you know, we don't have a ton of vocal things. The turkey's, you know, basically it. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so going on to habitat. So why is, why is conserving uh, turkey habitat super important? Well, you know, and I think this kind of goes back to, to one, what NWTF is as a whole. Uh, and, and I think it's why I'm so passionate about it is because everything that we do benefits so much more than just turkey. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a hunter of opportunity. So if it's out there and there's a season on it, I want to hunt it. And so, you know, if, if we do something that benefits the, the turkey in Western Oklahoma, what's also benefiting the quail, uh, oftentimes the, the deer. So, you know, everything that, that we do, it, it encompasses everything. And so that to me is, is why it's so important to, to do as much as we can conservation wise, because it, it is just so much more than just turkeys and, you know, we like to hunt everything. So, yeah. So, um, what do those efforts actually look like in Oklahoma? What are the, what, what, um, type of habitat conserving are you doing? Yeah. What does that actually look like day to day? So a little bit of background on, on kind of how that works is, you know, we have a state board made up of, of 13 volunteers from across the state. And so the money that we raise through our, our hunting heritage banquets and grants and things like that, they, they meet every September to look over proposals uh, that are submitted and they decide where that money goes. And so, so we get, have a, a varied, you know, conservation project all across the state. So they may get things from the Department of Wildlife for uh, helping put in, uh, you know, blocks for, you know, roads or fire breaks, things like that. So you know, that they can actually access areas that have never been burned, or they may have, um, you know, just needing help with some uh, other project or removing cedars, removing salt cedars. So that's, that's a lot of the kind of things that we do. You know, we're, we're here to support uh, those professionals who, who really put the work on the ground. We do a lot of stewardship projects. So, uh, you know, National Forest Service, you know, may need help thinning trees, things like that. And they oftentimes they don't have the manpower to oversee those projects. So, so we may come in, our biologists may come in and they may oversee those projects uh, as a stewardship type, uh, type deal. So there's, there's lots of different things, you know, obviously we're a very diverse state. So, yeah. you know, from, from far Southeast Oklahoma, where we have the, the Eastern Turkey, uh, small, short season, uh, to Western Oklahoma. I mean, there's lots of different ecosystems, uh, that, that need to be taken care of. And each one kind of presents its own little, uh, main focus that, that needs help. And so that's where our, you know, our, our state board comes into effect because they live in those areas. And so they have a little more, uh, say, you know, in how that money spent, spread it up so that we can use that money to benefit, you know, the most people as possible. Yeah, so when buying, apart from buying equipment and stuff, that money you guys raise from these fundraisers and stuff is spent to pay people to to go out and actually do this this work, right? Yeah, so so kind of sort of, um, it depends on the project, but like uh, Black Kettle, Black Kettle National Grasslands out in far western Oklahoma, uh, we've got a uh, a project that we're helping fund out there, and a lot of lot of the money that we raise is actually used to pay the the people who are coming in and, and taking out the cedar trees because that's privately contracted work yeah um, 
But what happens is when we kick in our money because we're a non-governmental organization, uh, the Department of Wildlife and the National Forest Service, well, they can then go pull funding, matching funds from the Pittman-Robertson Fund, which is from, you know, I'm sure you know the, the federal excise tax uh, that we all pay on, on sporting goods and firearms, things like that. Well, that the way they tap into that money is uh, to get non-governmental organization match money. And so that's how we really start building, you know, $5,000 into $20,000 worth of work. Or in the, in the case of Black Kettle, um, I mean, we've done literally millions of dollars of work out there because we, we threw in the first seed money and then they were able to go get matching funds for that. And then we helped them oversee those projects and get the get the workers in to clear out, you know, uh, fingers of cottonwood trees, things like that, that are getting overrun with cedar. Mm-hmm. So you talked about uh, people doing it across the state. So what's your relationship with Jack Waymeyer? Because I, I was looking on, at your uh, at your guys' uh, website, and I actually know him decently well from hunting deer down at Pushmataha. Yeah, so... Jack, uh, even before my time with NWTF, he was uh, one of our special technical uh, advisors that the Department of Wildlife has. So, so we work real closely with them and a great partnership. And so, you know, in addition to all the great things that he did down there in Pushmataha with, with the turkey program and the prescribed burning and stuff, he would actually, you know, be on our, as an advisor to our state board. Um, so, we have one for the east and one from the west that comes from the Department of Wildlife, so they provide those. And so, yeah, I mean, Jack uh, had a special special place in his heart for turkeys and and the turkeys down there at Pushmataha. And so, you know, he he helped as far as you know what's going on on the east side of the state, how the state board could best benefit turkeys and turkey habitat when they were going and, and deciding how to do that. So, you know, he's uh, he's retired now, but he he did some he. He received a, a really nice national award last year for uh, conservation manager of the year, and uh, back in in 2017, and you know, just really great guy, and we we owe him a, a huge debt of gratitude for you know everything that he's done for the turkey in Oklahoma. You know, apart from you guys' efforts, there's something to be said that that we can do as individuals um, out, you know, while we're hunting turkey. Um, and for everyone that loves to hunt turkey. So what what can we what would your advice be and what can we do as an individual to help conserve turkey hunting for the next generation of people that want to hunt turkey in Oklahoma? Well, I, I think that a lot of it just goes down to, you know, taking care of the land that we're we're in charge of. I mean, I think doing doing things, whether it's public or private, you know, making sure that things are cleaned up, um, making sure that, you know, you're not harassing turkeys i know a lot of the western oklahoma um wmas now you know you you can't hunt after uh seven o'clock to to help let those birds roost you know so i think as as conservationists and things even though it may not necessarily be a law or regulation i mean you, you need to look at each each individual location that you're hunting and and say you know is this you know can we afford to take a couple birds out of this one? Can we can we hit this for all season? Do I need to let my my birds rest and let them make sure they're getting nesting? You know, and then just far as uh, you know, if I was a, if I was a private landowner, I mean, I would be putting money into prescribed burning. That's I mean, your cheapest, number one, easiest way to you know provide good habitat for for baby turkeys and and quail. And you know, that's something that we we do a lot of for. Uh, the prescribed burning association you know we 
we partner with them a lot. We really support them because it is a way for private landowners to, you know, maintain and, and enhance their own ground, uh, not only for wildlife, but also for their cattle operations, things like that. So, you know, get get involved with, with a, a prescribed burning association. If, if you're a private landowner or a leasee, you know, work with your landowner to, to just try to do some of those simple things to, to keep your, uh, you know, your turkeys and, and your wildlife happy and healthy. Yeah, so you touched on it a little bit, um, something I'm interested in. So I, I grew up in Veneto, Oklahoma, which is far northeast corner. Sure. Um, and we don't have a thriving um, turkey population. Um, it's a one-bird county. I know a lot of counties are one-bird counties. But anyways, I just don't – when I see a group of Rios out there, I'm just like, I don't see that very often. And so I'm just wondering, what I, what, what would I do um, if I owned, you know, a 100-acre parcel somewhere? What, what could I do? Um, to maybe increase the habitat uh, the, and make the habitat better um, to hold more turkeys? So turkeys, got they've got to have, you know, a few things. They've got to have roost sites. Uh, they've got to have loping cover, which is, you know, mid-story, overhanging, you know, create shade. You know, it gets hot in the summertime here. Uh, even in springtime, it can get hot here. So you know, they, they've got to have a place to sleep. They've got to have a place to hang out. Obviously, they got to have water. You know, if you don't have water on, on your property, you know, you can always put some of the uh, wildlife water holes that, you know, a lot of guys are doing. But, you know, they got to have food, water, and shelter. And a lot of people, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, you know, I've got this great property and, you know, there's turkeys all around me, but they just won't come through my my property property and and I, I usually ask them you know what's your what's your grass situation look like oh it's thick you know it's it's great cover well what they don't understand is turkeys don't want to walk through that you know they, right. they want to be able to see and and they need to be able to to forage for bugs and things like that and so, so that's where that that burn rotation comes through because a, a lot of times they'll have great upper story uh you know habitat big trees with with big limbs for turkeys to roost in and stuff. But if a turkey can't see the ground below it, uh, you know, and see predators coming up to it, they're not, they're not going to use those trees. And so a lot of times people think that they're doing, you know, a service to their wild wildlife by letting stuff get super thick and it looks great. But in reality, uh, it gets so bad that, you know, those animals just, especially birds and turkeys, you know, they're not going to come through there because they can't, they can't keep their defenses up. They can't get through it. I mean, if it's hard for you to walk through, think about what it is for, you know, a 16-inch tall turkey to get through it. You know, they, right. they're going to go around to the, the easier way. Yeah. Do you think that's why you see a lot of turkeys hanging out on winter wheat? You know, it's just super flat, super yeah. easy to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy. I mean, you got food. You got, you know, easy defense. Um, that's that's one of our biggest things in southeast Oklahoma um, is things are so thick i mean think about uh being from oklahoma the ice storms that we've had over the last decade you know think about what that does to a to a forest as all those tree limbs and stuff fall down you know it makes it super thick super hard to get through all the briars and stuff that grow up through that well if that's if that's not cleaned out you know back 100 years ago fire would have naturally come through at some point and clean that all out right well, right. now we don't have that naturally occurring. It hasn't cleaned up naturally through fire. So guys have to understand, you know, if, if you, you know, a fire is a great, great tool and can be done safely. 
Um, it just it does may amazing wonders for for habitat. You know, you, you hear people who go through and they burn that stuff, and then a week later there's turkeys in there because they're foraging on the dead bugs and and things like that. So I mean, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen fires that were still smoldering and turkeys are in there. You know, getting bugs. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I say a week. It sometimes takes a few hours. Let it let it clear out and they're in there. So it it really does a lot of work and that you know we have biologists that work for nwtf we've got some really good turkey biologists that work for the department of wildlife and uh, you know if you if you have turkeys in your area and they're not in your or on your property you know get get with those guys and have them you know take a look at it because they they offer that assistance we offer that assistance you know whether it's technical advice over the phone or actually coming and putting feet on the ground and looking at it with you um, those are things that that you can do to benefit your your properties so talking about these i think southeast oklahoma is really interesting so because it, it it doesn't look super turkey-ish from you know what i hunt up here in northern oklahoma because yeah. you got a lot of winter wheat fields you got a lot of creeks uh you know it's kind of flat um but down there it's it's not i've hunted i've hunted down at honabi Bushmataha, and it's like none of it looks particularly different it's a lot of pine um yeah. you know clear cuts stuff like that and so what if a guy was going in to hunt something like that for Easterns, what would you what are, what are you looking at? What's going to make that different to say, hey, this is good turkey habitat, you know, comparative to the next, you know, thousands of acres of pines that are down there? You know, I, I've not hunted down there a lot. I, I had a lease down there for a couple of years when I lived in Texas. And, you know, it's tough. Um, those those birds, it's not like where we're used to, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is the wheat field. We know they're coming to eat here at, you know, 10 a.m. and they're going to walk down this ridge. So, yeah, you know, down there, there's, there's so much, you know, I mean, the heart that you got a lot of hardwood ridges, you know, so you'll have, you'll have your, your, your pine tree plantations and then there'll be a ridge, you know, that they can't get pine trees into. And that, that'll be hardwoods. You know, those are always good places for, for turkeys to roost. Uh, when there's acorns on the ground, you know, that's that's forage for them. So they're, they're going to be in there to eat just like everything else. So, you know, that's it's a whole different beast down there. I mean, as far as trying to get them to gobble, you know, I know you, if you've hunted down there, you know, it's not it's not easy getting them once they fly down. It's it's not like hunting Rio's and, you know, it just takes a lot of scouting there's not i don't think any really rhyme or reason i mean obviously your clear cuts it's kind of like having a wheat field i mean they're going to nest in there where there's there's grass stuff like that so just i mean it's kind of the same as what we've got i don't think there there's not near as many birds as we have you know in, in other parts of the state so that that makes it difficult but just understanding the food sources for those birds their nesting habit habits um you know their roost habits to me it's like you know everything's there's so many trees there you know they could go wherever they're at at dark you know they fly up into just about so that makes it a little tougher you know western oklahoma there's there's one or two cottonwood trees for a five mile radius so you pretty much know they're leaving here and they're coming back here but you know yeah. that, that can present problems down there where there there's trees everywhere so, yeah now that's interesting so on your on your guys' website, uh, you provide a ton of resources um, as far as calling techniques, you know, habitat to look for, breeding, um, turkey behavior, maybe even identification. You know, why was that important for you guys um, to add that to your website? Well, so you know, as a, as a nonprofit organization, um, you know, we're we're really big into the R three movement, and which is the recruitment, retention, reactivation of new hunters, um, things like that. So, you know. 
as a public as public servants, uh, we want to provide as much information as to the people out there as possible. You know, one one of the things that we hear a lot of, and, and this is the whole throughout the whole hunting industry, is you know, I don't hunt because I just don't know how to get started. So you know, that's that's something that you know we just we just launched our NWTF uh, TV. Um, you know, we're we're trying to do as many uh, branches of, of communication and education as possible because it's it's paramount to growing our our sport and our in industry and you know preserving our hunting heritage which is you know one of this our two-part mission and that's that's preserving that hunting heritage and and without letting people know hey you can figure this out we're here to help you know it just it makes it so much easier for people to get started when they have those resources and it's it's really important to us that 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 information is readily accessible to people yeah you i think you nailed it um uh, so why is a big part of your your guys's um mission i'd say is one to conserve you know habitat and conservation of turkey obviously nwtf that makes sense i, I think the second cornerstone of you guys is, is hunter recruitment so why why is that important for you guys why you know why do, why do you guys do that and put such a stress on it well you know i think i think a lot of it comes from you know if you look at the history of the national Wildlife Turkey federation uh when we started back in the 70s there was a huge need for turkeys i mean the, the turkeys were population was very low you know one and a half million in the whole country and so the powers that be you know through through our headquarters in south carolina everything i mean they realized hey we've got to get laser focused on bringing the turkey back or we're going to have major issues down the road and they did just that right i mean we have you know over six million birds in the united states now so so that was kind of where our, you know, hey, we completed our mission. We did a really good job. We did what we said we were going to do. Now, how do we continue growing our sport, taking care of it? And I think everybody in the hunting industry is realizing, hey, we're, we're losing hunters. Uh, everything that we like to do is funded by hunters. So if we don't have the hunters, then there's not going to be any funding to take care of turkeys, to take care of the wildlife management areas, things like that. And so... You know, I give kudos to to you know our administration that was in in place to have the forethought to think, you know, that hunting heritage is dying, and we we need to take the next step and start preserving that and ensuring that it's saved for the next generation and generations to come. And so that's that's where that part came in. You know, uh, you know, we do what we say we're going to do. We're we're like I said, we're hunters through and through not just turkey hunters and so you know they just felt like it was our place to to raise that mantle and and be champions of of hunting heritage and the hunting industry and not just focus on turkeys another way that you guys decided to do that was to partner with the go wild app and why was that an important partnership for you and a new way to do it to recruit new hunters well i think a lot of it is going back to you know look at today's generation look at how today's generation is operating as far as technology um, goes. I mean, everybody, whether you hunt or not, I mean, you're on your phone, you're, you're on your cellular devices, whatever, computers, that's just the way of the world. Um, and so instead of trying to say, no, this is, this is the way we've always done it. We're going to, we're going to force this to work, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, we've realized we've got to do other things to reach out to that 
that other generation of people, uh, the people who may not be hunting yet. And so, you know, it's just, it's important to have all those different aspects of partnerships out there to help recruit new hunters, retain hunters. And, you know, we're proactive enough to think that, you know, hey, if this is a way to work, uh, to bring in new hunters and preserve that hunting heritage, then it's definitely something that we want to be a part of because we don't, we don't want to sit back and, and wait for all these things to happen and, and not be a part of it. Or if it doesn't happen, we want to be able to at least say, we're doing everything we can to keep, you know, keep hunting alive and, and keep bringing in new people. Yeah. No, I mean, I think one of the biggest reasons he will walk away from hunting, like you said, is lack of resources or lack of knowledge to get started. So partnering with an app that fosters those kind of, uh, those kind of conversations is great. I think that's great for you guys. It's it's really cool if you actually get on the app right now. You see NWTF. That's the first yeah. thing you see. A big old a big old Tom on there. So uh, just kudos to you guys on that one. Pertaining to the Oklahoma chapter of NWTF, what's what's next for you guys, and why why are you excited about it? Um. Well, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that that we're we're doing. We're doing well. Um. Obviously, the the super fun stuff. Uh, has been doing well for our, our conservation side of things, conservation projects. Um, the youth, you know, national archery and schools programs are getting funded through some of the things we're doing, scholastic shooting sports. But we're really, I think, there's a big trend to move towards that R3 movement. And, and we're pushing, you know, more chapters to do more outreach. You know, how do you become more involved in your community as far as putting on hunting camps or learn to hunt programs, build the fort type things that, you know, it's not just about raising money, but it's also about the, the education portion of it. And so I think you're going to see a big wave of, of more of those going around your state, more, more getting more people involved in hunting, whether it's turkey, whether it's dove, deer, uh, just I think a lot of chapters are starting to see that they can have more success. They can grow their, their volunteer ranks um, just by getting a little more involved with, with the local community, the, the hunting community, and, and being more active throughout the year. And mm -hmm. the areas that the chapters are doing that, we're seeing huge success in, in, in their fundraising. I mean, obviously, it all kind of ties back to the fundraising. The more, more people you get involved, uh, the, the more fun they have, the more they are educated about the importance of funding all of this, you know, that helps our, our, our hunting heritage banquets that we do our fundraising at. So, you know, it's a, it's a complete circle uh, cycle that, you know, you're going to see more of in NWTF Oklahoma. I mean, our membership uh, has grown uh, leaps and bounds the last couple of years. Uh, the last number I saw was a 13% year over year from uh, first quarter of, of 2019 from the first quarter of 2018. So uh, you're, you're seeing that trend. People are seeing that we are doing more than just uh, raising money and, and cutting down cedar trees. And, and so, yeah, you know, it's, it is so much more than that. And that's, that's why I'm so passionate about it because it, it gives this organization gives you an opportunity to, to fit in, in any aspect of the, the hunting, hunting industry that you would want to, to be a part of. And you don't have to do it all. You can kind of, we've got enough now, you can pick and choose what your passion is, you know, whether it's, you know, getting youth started, uh, ladies, you know, we have women in the outdoors, or just, uh, you know, getting an adult who is maybe 30, 40 years old and, and has never hunted, you know, 
that that's a great feeling to get them out for their first time and then just think about them passing that on down to, to their kids and their kids kids at that point so yeah no i think that's i think a turkey's a really good one to get someone started on especially yeah. if you, <laughs> such a vocal vocal animal if i wanted to sign up i want to i want to get involved in, in oklahoma uh, what am what am I gonna what do I need to do? What what steps do I need to take to get involved? So or where can I get involved? So probably the easiest place is uh nwtf.org. That's our national website. And there's a there's a location or a button on there that says find a chapter. And go on there, put your zip code, your state, all that, and it'll it'll show you the chapters that are closest to you. Um that's that's probably the easiest way to, to find the uh, the local chapters you can always reach out uh, to myself or uh, the Eastern Oklahoma Regional Director Don Chitwood. We're on Facebook. We have a state Facebook page, and we we have messaging on there. You can you can always message us there. Um, but it it's that nwtf.org is is probably the easiest way to find a local chapter, and then just let us know you know that you're interested in getting involved, and we'll get get you in touch with the local chapter leadership, and uh, you know. If there's not something close to you and, and there's something that you want to get started, it's something that you're passionate about, um, we're always looking to start new chapters. And so, you know, I, I kind of have this belief, you know, people will drive about 30, 45 minutes pretty easily to come uh, to a meeting or to a banquet. But once you start getting, you know, beyond that, you know, it's harder to get people to give up that time. And so, you know, we may need a chapter in, in some areas that, that they're not within an hour of. Of some of these other chapters so that's always a possibility too and, and we'd love to have that visit with with anyone interested yeah so if i'm in stillwater where would be the, the closest chapter for me well you're you're actually in one of those areas that i'm i'm trying to uh put some names together for a new chapter because uh logan county uh over in crescent there's one and then if you kind of go east you know sand springs sepulpa area Mm-hmm. But we really, we really kind of have a big void right there from uh, Lincoln County, Payne County, uh, even you know north into uh, uh, Pawnee County, Kay County, that that north central part of the state. And so uh, I've got a list, and we're as soon as I get through busy banquet season here, that's that's one of the areas that's on top of my list because that's 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 an area we've had a lot of a lot of expressed interest in, in getting something going. Yeah, I, th- I think that'll be great, especially because I know a lot of college students that really like to hunt turkey, exactly. and are, and so I, I think you would have a really really good chapter if you could get one started somewhere close yeah. to here. Yeah, definitely. So what's uh what are you excited about this turkey season personally? You got you got some birds located yet? Uh, you know, this is my busiest time of year, so no. Uh, yeah. Tur- turkey season April sixth is is really what gets me through uh, February and March because it's such a grind. That uh, just every day I got to think, you know, one day closer to turkey season. But, you know, we I, I always enjoy just getting out uh, for a day or two just by myself and kind of recharge. Uh, and then then I kind of move into the social aspect of turkey hunting as far as trying to get new people out that haven't been kind of mentor mentality, uh, you know, getting out with good volunteers, you know, and, and getting to enjoy time with them when we're, when it's not all about, you know, hey, we got to raise money. Um you know, doing that, we we take we make a yearly trip up to South Dakota, and uh, and hunt up there for for Merriams, and that's always you know kind of fun and relaxing trip, and uh, we usually put you know get some volunteers that go with us on that. So, a lot of turkey season for me is is uh, you know relationship building and just 
you know, spreading, you know, enjoying and, and spreading the passion for what we work all year so hard for and, and, you know, raise money for. So I love getting to share that with folks, whether it's a last minute, you know, trip somewhere that, that someone's got some turkeys or uh, just getting out. It's, it's always a great time of year. Where can we keep up with you guys? I know you mentioned a little bit on, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, where, you know, where can we keep up with you guys? You got a website yeah. too. We, we've got a, nwtfok.com is our uh, our website or our okay nwtf sorry okay nwtf.com is our our state website uh lots of information there are uh at oklahoma nwtf on facebook uh, we've got that's probably our our most uh active source of information and, and stuff like that and then we're also on on Instagram. Uh, we try to keep that going too. But uh, yeah, those those are our three main places to find you know Oklahoma related uh, resources and information and all that good stuff. And uh, you know if there's something that you're looking for, um, there's a great Oklahoma Turkey Hunters uh, Facebook group that has a lot of my volunteers, uh, a lot of our volunteers running that. So it's it's not an NWTF group per se, but uh, you know, it's just Oklahoma turkey hunters that are that are willing to help in any way possible, whether it's, you know, trying to find out what to use, where to go, how to do it. You know, it's it's a great, great way of, of keeping keeping track of everyone, everything. Awesome. Well, I, I look forward to sharing this uh, this episode with some Oklahoma turkey hunters, and I hope someone uh, gets some value from it and and someone, you know, decides to sign up for a chapter because of this. Um, Absolutely. So, I appreciate you uh, giving me a little bit of your time, man, and uh, thanks for talking with me about it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, and uh, good luck with everything, and we hope to see you guys in the turkey woods. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We're going to be giving away a premium on X membership. If you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast, you'll be entered. And when we, uh, when we hit a hundred people on the reviews, we're going to be giving that away. I think it's a $99 value and it'll give you access to all 50 States. Thank you guys so much for listening and get ready for the next episode.